What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down with Shaken? Welcome to another episode of Jonathan Soul. This is Jonathan Soul speaking now. Now, today we're going to talk about comic books and dyslexia. You say, what? <clears throat> That's an odd combination. Not really. I spent the, the better part of a year and change interviewing uh, comic book creators, whether they be artists or writers, uh, also sci-fi writers and stuff. Um, movie producers, why? Because I think that the, the, the black arts renaissance that we're going through right now has a wonderful uh, array of benefits. One of them, obviously, is financial. Families, you know, are able to generate, you know, businesses that they can pass on to their kids and we can start to build wealth. Uh, the other thing, particularly with the comics, is that it gets children, it, it can be a motivating factor for children to read. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. All right, so I told you the gist of it in, in one minute. Now, here's the bottom line. When you got dyslexia, reading is hard. The only way to overcome it, in my opinion, because I believe I, I, I'm part of the dyslexic community, <laughs> is, uh, is, is just practice, man, just repetition. And I'd rather read a comic book than, uh, you know, a lot of the school books that they have out nowadays. So that's the gist of it. If you don't want to hear no more, you can stop right now. If you stay, you're going to hear a bunch of stories. All right, you stay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to try to be organized here. My Dyslexic Journey by Jonathan Soul. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm not saying I don't got, I'm not saying I have dyslexia. But like, to, to, to paraphrase with my friends, if you don't have it, you're on the waiting list. So when I was little, you know, my brain would do little funky stuff like, if there was a series of numbers, it would switch the last two numbers. So if I, let's say it's the phone number, right? Let's say the phone number ends in uh, 3412. My brain would uh, switch the numbers into the last two to 21. So, for example, if I'm writing the number down or if it's a phone number that I'm punching it in or dialing it, I grew up in the 70s, if I'm dialing it, then my I would dial 3421 instead of 12. So... I peeped the pattern, and so I just knew that my brain was going to do this shit. So then I would switch the numbers back around kind of a thing. Okay, problem solved. So then, you know, let's, let's, that was like when I was elementary school, right? Um, we had those rotary phones. Anyway, so whatever. So now I'm in ninth grade. Uh, Jonathan, read uh, the first paragraph on page 27, and I could hear a groan going throughout the classroom because I was reading, I was terrible at reading uh, out loud. And so um, what I had done to kind of, you know, cause I would take a long time to put the words together and all kind of stuff. And so that scared me, you know, as a kid, it was embarrassing. So there would be times where I would practice reading and I would try to be three words ahead in my brain of my mouth. And for some reason it, it took a lot of practice but if I could get the rhythm, I could read almost like a normal person. <laughs> you know almost like a normal. But that was very, that was like walking a tightrope while juggling flaming torches. That's how difficult that was. All right, so now let's go to college. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I love broadcasting. That's my shit. If I had to be banished to a desert island, I want a pretty girl, and I want a microphone and a whole studio set up. That's basically, oh, your food and water, that'd be nice. We'll build a shelter. We'll figure something out. But so when I was in college, 
I volunteered for the local radio station. You know, back then I was still in the Matrix, a.k.a. Uh, the church. And so um, I did a gospel radio program. But in order for you to get on the microphone, you had to read news. I think for like two weeks, just read news headlines. So you come on somebody else's show. They would take a break and you read the news. Oh, your God. <laughs> you know, it was very, very, very hard. So I took twice as long to to read the news headlines in an acceptable manner as the normal, regular person. And again, I'll be honest with you, at that point, I thought I was dumb. I never heard of dyslexia. I just thought I can't read too good. Not dumb like all the way universal, but I kind of thought I was kind of dumb when it came to reading. You know what I mean? Now, all right, so fast forward. Uh, I'll have a little punchline at the end about the whole dumb piece. So fast forward. Uh, it really came into stark relief when um, uh, I changed my career. So I went to school for art. And, uh, you know, thank God it wasn't a lot of reading in art. And, uh, and so, I changed my, so I changed it into IT out of necessity, basically. You know, long story, blah, 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 move, blah, blah, you know, the market, blah, blah, blah. So I'm in IT. Now, with my reading, if I read, like, silently, I feel like I read at a normal pace and I have normal reading comprehension. As a matter of fact, when I was in school, my reading comprehension is, if I remember correctly, was always at grade level or above. It was just when I read out loud that I seemed retarded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? The disrespect to retarded people, you know what I mean? And so, uh, and so... When I got in IT, it was a whole lot of fucking reading because I didn't have a background in IT. I taught myself everything. I took a course, I think two courses in like a community college, you know, just to get the vocabulary. But I'm the type of person, just teach me enough to teach myself and I'm good. So uh, so I'm, I'm giving you my personal story because then I want to get into the definition of dyslexia as a, dis, a learning disability. So I'm, I'm kind of giving you my, my take. So. So I take some college courses or whatever, you know, pass a cert, get my first cert or whatever, whatever. And um, then I keep going, going out. You know, there are three branches of IT you can get in. You can get into, you know, user support where you go to the person's desk. You can fix the computer. That's like a broad array of skills. You can be a manager where you, you know, kind of manage the technicians. Or you can do infrastructure where, you know, you never really see the customers. You're just kind of managing the computers called servers or, you know, the networks or whatever that all the desktop computers connect to. So, you know, I'm currently in that branch. So I'm building Linux servers, virtual machines, Docker. Now I'm using Docker, doing some basic networking. So I'm doing stuff now that if you told me, oh, you're going to be doing this, you know, if you told me a year, two years ago, I wouldn't have believed you because I thought it was so heavy. You know, but I found that, again, if I read quietly, I get the comprehension. Also found that if you draw a picture, my last manager, he kind of helped me rediscover that I'm a you know visual person, even though it should be obvious I'm an artist. But he would explain something to me and I verbally I couldn't get it. He would draw a picture and the shit would click. I was like, oh, man, the retardedness is coming out again. You know what I'm saying? It's not retardation. It's just a, a different way of learning. It's like if I throw you a ball and you catch it with your left hand, that doesn't mean you cripple. It just means you left-handed. You, you follow me? 
Now, remember now, this is all about the kids, so I'm trying to watch the clock and make sure I don't do the old man thing and drift off into something. So uh, so one day I'm sitting with my, my beautiful little baby, who's not a baby anymore, and uh, she asked me to read a tweet. And so I'm reading the tweet, and she busts out laughing. She says, you read like Floyd Mayweather. Now, this is when that whole Floyd Mayweather and 50 Cent thing came out. And, you know, I mean, I wasn't mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it kind of... It kind of put in stark relief that dyslexia, I don't think it's something that you can necessarily cure. It's just something that you manage because it's not, I don't, me personally, not being a doctor in any type of way, never had no medical training, nothing. Best I can do is put on a Band-Aid. I don't think it's a learning disability. I think it's just a different way of learning, like you being left-handed and right-handed. All right, so that's, that's like my whole thing. Oh, one more thing I forgot to tell you. So... Three levels of reading in my mind, right, is reading out loud, which is horrible for me, even to this day. Uh, I just finished reading, recording my audio version of my book, Malcolm Mars, which you can get on Amazon. Malcolm Mars, a sci-fi novel, three brothers take their families to, a, to, a, to Mars and build a colony. And uh, they have some political shit that they're doing back on Earth. It's a beautiful novel. So I read that. Now, I'm not going to tell you how painful that was, but it was horribly painful. But I had to do it because, you know, it's just the way I am built. So, all right, so boom. All right, so, all right, so you have the reading out loud, which is horrible. Reading quietly in my head, which is normal. But because of IT, you know what I mean? I discovered through what, because a lot of stuff I do in IT, I teach myself off of YouTube. I discovered that I can still comprehend if somebody tells it to me, like if, I, if somebody's reading an audiobook or whatever, I can do it at double speed. For some reason, somebody talking to me just didn't click. But I guess when I'm double the speed, I'm like seriously focused. So I have books, you know, that I buy off of uh, Audible, um, you know, like a book on real estate, for example, or, you know, some other Star Wars, you know, Thrawn, you know, alliances, whatever it is. I listen to that sometimes at twice the speed because it kind of forces me to focus and I still get the same comprehension. So, you know, like if I'm on a, a educational site where I'm learning something about Linux or networking, or whatever, I'll listen at like if I never heard it before, I'll listen at one and a quarter speed. And then once I get familiar, I'll go to like one and a half or twice the speed. And after a while, the voice kind of slows down. At first, but then it slows down and they're talking almost like a normal pace in your head and I still get the comprehension. So you see, it's, it's a, I'm learning, I'm still learning, but it's just a different way. And thank God for the technology. You know, a lot of time ago, they didn't have no audiobooks. Okay, so you got a guy who grew up, you know, switching numbers, horribly, uh, horrible read out loud. When I say horrible, <clears throat> let me give you an example. This is going to be painful for all of us, but I only read a couple sentences. I have this old newspaper here in front of me. This is when Obama uh, put that uh, Spanish sister in the, uh, you know, picked her for the, uh, the what do you call it? The Supreme Court? What's this? Is, uh, okay, so this is from the Washington Post, May 27, 2009. God damn, time is flying. All right. Uh, this is from, uh, this is uh, somebody named Murray and Shear. You see how I want to fuck up the names? President Obama nominated federal judge Sonia Sotomayor 
to the Supreme Court yesterday, uh, putting her in line to become the nation's first Hispanic judge and creating a difficult political equation for Republicans as they weigh down aggressively to fight her appointment. Oh, I ain't reading too bad today. Use that fuck this shit up. <laughs> uh, let's see. An uh, all-out assault on Sotomayor by Republicans could. You know what's so funny? It's like I'm like seriously like focusing. I can't even hear the train going by in the background. I just stuck the windows open and everything. So I, I'm actually reading better now. It's because I've been spending the last month or so. I should probably just cut this part out because it defeats my argument. All right, so, so skip this part. All right, so boom. Okay, so all right, so uh, talked about that. Okay, so now, so now I'm gonna hop into the the Mayo Clinic diagnosis piece. Okay, I just wanted to give you a background because everything requires a context to understand it. So now I'm looking up dyslexia on MayoClinic.org. Right, <clears throat> they're saying overview dyslexia is a learning disorder. Uh, by the way, I'm reading better now because I had to do so much reading in IT, and but that's not really it because I was quietly reading and then the audiobooks. I'm reading better now because I forced myself to read a 200 page novel out loud. You know what I mean? And it took, I had to read like one chapter 10 times before it sounded normal. So that repetition is what helped me get over. But before, maybe I can grab some more audio. If I played it for you, it was like, this guy needs help. Anyway, overview. Dyslexia is a learning disorder that involves difficulty reading due to problems identifying speech sounds and learning how they relate to letters and words in parentheses, in quotes, uh, parentheses decoding. Uh, also called uh, reading dis disability. Also called reading disability, dyslexia affects areas of the brain that process language. People with dyslexia have normal intelligence and usually normal vision. Uh, most children with dyslexia can succeed in school with tutoring or a specialized education program. Emotional support is also Emotional support also plays an important role. Uh, though there's no cure for dyslexia, uh, early assessment and intervention result in the best outcome. Sometimes dyslexia goes undiagnosed for years, I got my hand raised up, and isn't recognized until adulthood. I got my hand raised up. And I don't read, read like Floyd Mayweather. Sometimes he reads better than me. All right, uh, but it's never too late uh, to seek help. So, you know, you can look this up for yourself, but they kind of go on and talk about here's some signs, you know, that your kid may be at risk of dyslexia before their school age, right? Late talking, learning new words slow, problems forming words correctly, problems remembering names. Now, that's funny. I never, when I say never, I'm not exaggerating. I never forget a face. Names are difficult. So difficult that I used to sign. I went to a school that had uh, like deaf people in it. And I used to sign the person's name in order for me to remember. Now you say, oh, everybody remember. I'm not, but if you never, like if you see somebody like a couple times and then you don't see him for 20 years and you remember him, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's not unique to me. And then it says uh, problems remembering names, letters and numbers. I used, to, I used to have difficulty remembering phone numbers. Until I got in IT, IT got what they call IP addresses. Like, <clears throat> it's like your street address, except 
it's on the internet, so to speak, or the network, and your computer is given it by another computer. <clears throat> I remember those things now. Ticket numbers, all that kind of shit. But that's only because of repetition. This is why the comic book thing is important. All right, so it goes on. All right, so, and then I went to uh, National Institutes of uh, the National Health System and on the UK website. They talk about managing, um, managing dyslexia. And again, they say it's a learning disability. I say learning, I say dyslexia is like being, now I'm not a doctor, so it's just my opinion. Everybody got an asshole and all stink. Just my opinion, maybe it stinks. I think dyslexia is just a different style of learning. Remember I told you, <clears throat> the manager, he would explain some kind of IT concept to me, and it was like he was that teacher from uh, Charlie Brown, wah, 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 kind of a thing, right? Then I said, could you just, like, draw it? He was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, come on, baby, just draw it, man. Be right. So he drew it. He would draw it, you know what I mean? And it would click. So I don't even fuck around no more. I'm just, uh, uh, draw. You know what I mean? <laughs> just tell them to draw. And they would draw it and explain in my brain. And I don't know why it works. All I know is when I read, the word comes in. And it gets lost in the neighborhood of my brain. And while that word is lost, the other part of me, I guess maybe the ego or something, it says, well, shit, he hadn't reported back yet. And it'll just come up with a word. It'll just put a word there. And it'll be the wrong word. And then I, and then I gotta go back and read again. That's what used to happen to me when I was in high school and stuff. And even happens sometimes when I'm writing. I didn't even talk about the writing piece, which I'm not going to. But, um, I've been reading like a lot uh, recently. And so um, I was gonna go about the National Health Service. It says, um, let's see here, uh, let me just get to this. Um, while dyslexia is a lifelong problem, there's a range of specialist education interventions that can help children with their reading and writing. These interventions are generally most effective if they're started at a young age. Uh, the type and extent of the intervention, okay, generally speaking, all right, so uh, it talks about educational interventions. They'll see a number of educational interventions and programs are available for children with dyslexia. Uh, these range from regular uh, regular teaching in small groups with learning, shit, yeah, don't fuck up on me now, brain. Uh, these range from regular teaching in small groups with a learning support specialist. They need a comment in this, in this fucking sentence. Uh, who, de who, <laughs> who, who delivers... Uh, work set by, uh, maybe I don't have dyslexia. Maybe people just write in run-on sentences. Maybe that's it. <clears throat> These can range from uh, regular teaching in small groups with a learning specialist, with a learning support assistant who delivers work set by teaching staff to one-on-one -on -one lessons with a specialist teacher. Most interventions focus on phonological skills which is the ability to identify and process word sounds. These interventions often refer to as phonics. Now, let me stop here. How many of y'all have ever heard this? Apple, ah, 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 elephant, eh, Indian, eh, octopus, ah, 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 umbrella. Anybody ever heard that before? If I hadn't been taught that, I probably wouldn't have learned how to read as early as I did. 
that rhyme was taught to me when I was in elementary school, like early. Elementary school was a long time ago for me, fam, and I still remember that fucking song to this day. My kids were never taught that in their school. I don't know. I don't think any of them have the challenges that I have, thank God. But the whole phonetic thing was important. You know, I mean, I remember having a time, having a hard time remembering how to spell if. And you like, <laughs> you ain't, you don't got no dyslexia, baby. That's retardation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But because the sound. But I would sound, I would sing that song, and then I could figure it out. Cause if make me think it's E F. You know what I mean? You know, but, but you know, the song helped me. So. It goes on to say, uh, recognize and identify sounds uh, in spoken words. For example, helping them recognize that even short words like short words such as hat are actually made up of three sounds. <sighs> you know what I mean? That's why uh, Electric Company, I think it was, or Zoom or whatever, those early educational things. Well, it was Sesame Street, right? No, it was uh, Electric, Electric Company. When they had those two faces in shadow and they would sound out very simple words, that shit was like so important to me back in the day. You know, I learned my my multiplication tables from uh, Schoolhouse Rock, like the math. Okay, boom. So you say you talk about comics. Long story short, is any success that I have in terms of being able to read out loud proficiency and reading comprehension, it came from dogged, repeated practice. Now, if I had to read a newspaper, I probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't have made the progress. But when I was little, I read comics. I read comic books. And um, so comic books, you know, was a big part of helping me, um, you know, with the reading comprehension. And I didn't even know I was deriving that benefit. I just remember reading the words, seeing the, the, the pronunciation, even reading out loud on some of them, like, you know, a little short, like I love the way Thor talked, you know, uh, you know, with that kind of like quasi old English, you know, thou art forsooth Midgard, you know, that kind of shit, you know, that's the only thing I read, read out loud, but I was reading. And so, you know, there was a time in the, uh, was it late eighties, um, when you were going to train and every teenager, not every, let me take that back. I would say 30% of the teenagers had Malcolm X's autobiography. Everybody was reading the Alex Haley book, right? Then, you know, there was another period of time when, um, like, uh, the, like the, I guess the, the sexy novels or the ghetto novels, Fly Girl, I don't know if you guys remember that, or um, there's this lady who wrote a lot of sexual stuff. Her name was Z something. You know, but the point is, all these young people were reading. When I was a kid, you go into a comic book shop, it was kids in there. Today, you go into a comic book shop, it's just adults, you know what I mean? I think we can get African-American children, African children, black children, I, we can get them to read again if we put black comics in their hands. So we all went, everybody listened to me, probably went to go see Black Panther at least twice, probably. You know, my, uh, my eye doctor, right? I just started wearing glasses, I think the last three years. Man, I got my license renewed. 
And uh, that's my little one who told me I really like Floyd Mayweather. No, I'm answering the text. Hurt my feelings. So, um, so uh, <laughs> he saw it 37 times. You're like, God damn. He saw it. When you go into his, his office, he has black comic book uh, f- covers from Marvel and DC, mostly Marvel, you know, DC, you know what I mean, all over his office. Okay, I'm digressing again. Um, what's the point? The point is, um, I'm going to give you guys a list of black comics, you know, written by black people, owned, the, the intellectual property is owned by black people. That'll be something that your kids will have a joy in reading, not just your kids, your teens and adults. Because, you know, not all the comics are, you know, you know, a lot of them have some drama to it or whatever. So I'm going to give you some comics for the elementary school kids. And I'm a father. And so I've always kind of, I've tried to be a little more protective over the kids. I fucked up every now and then. And I didn't know 13 Ghosts had all this stuff in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't know, baby. You know, but I, I'll give you something that I think is good. But you, of course, you got to check it out for yourselves. Now, I'm going to give you a list on this episode. But um, you can go to my YouTube channel, right? The Jonathan Soul YouTube channel. And um, and you can find my video reviews of comics. So some of the comics are more adult in nature because, you know, sexy costumes or, you know, like somebody's, you know, getting stabbed or lightning bolt and blow their head off or something. And then you got the regular stuff where, you know, just bangs that pile <clears throat> kind of a thing. You know, hold on for a second. All right. Make sure I go through my list because my brain loves to wander. All right, and so that's my story. Da, da, da. So here's the list. Now again, all of these books I bought, and I'll tell you where I got them from. It might be easier just to go to my website, JonathanSoul.com, and uh, you can go to my reviews, and you can see all the stuff. Um, and you can hit me up on Twitter at JonathanSoul. Say, hey, I got a ten-year-old. What do you think? You know, ten-year-old girl, ten-year-old boy, whatever. And then I'll suggest, and then you you check it out for yourself. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. It reminds me. Um, uh, yeah. All right. So let me go. So now for the elementary school kids, <clears throat> first comic I recommend for the girls is uh, Malice in Ovenland. So instead of Alice, Malice in Ovenland. Uh, Malice in Ovenland is. Uh, oh, man. I got to look it up here. Malice. Of a beautiful sister whose name escapes me now. I do know that you can go to Rosarium uh, Publishing and get the book. Um, or you can go to Amazon. It was created by, uh, I believe it's Micheline Hess, H uh, E S S. And um, uh, I've, I've bought the book, the physical copy, and I sent it to a cousin down south, uh, my auntie who gives them to the cousins or whatever. But Rosarium uh, Publishing. Uh, R-O-S-A-R-I-U-M publishing.com you can get the book there um, just the way it sounds beautiful little black girl um, cleaning out the oven uh, falls through like a little you know secret passage and she's in this uh, you know in this world with these little you know it kind of reminds me of I don't know if you guys remember like Croft Superstars or whatever or not Muppets, Fraggle Rock or something, you know, or Dinosaurs. It kind of has that kind of vibration. Uh, very cute uh, little book. And it's like, I think, maybe 100 pages or something. I bought it. But a good price, good book, good content. All right, so boom. So that's the one. 
All right, so uh, another one uh, is Brother Man. The Brother Man, I would say, is like all ages. Um, I used to read Brother Man to my kid when he was like, you know, really young or whatever. Brother Man is like, in my opinion, Brother Man is black people Superman in terms of comics. He's like, he's not the first, but he's like, to me, I, I kind of, he's like the standard. It was created by um, uh, Daoud Anye Bouile uh, back in the day. His two brothers, they formed a company and uh, and they you know came out with a series of books. You can go to, um, I think it's brothermancomics.com. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, and cop the book now, you know, brother man came out in the, um, in the eighties and, uh, basically it's a neighborhood, uh, you know, superhero kind of thing. He's like a, like an, I think he works in like detective office or something by day. And, uh, by night he puts on like this mask with the big B on it and like, you know, kind of like a suit and he goes and he, you know. Uh, keeps uh, the bad people at bay or whatever. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can get the physical comics. Nowadays, since it's, you know, they have like these, um, I guess you call them trades, where they have all the comics kind of bound together. Uh, and then his brother, uh, uh, Jason Sims, he does the detective novels. And so that's something that you would you would definitely want to take a look at. All right, so I'm going to drift. I can tell myself drifting. All right, so let's keep going. Uh, Temple Babies. Now, templebabies.com, I believe, is like a whole world of um, alien planet and little intrigue and mystery. You can get like, you know, big, like, you know, formatted books. You can get coloring books, all kinds of stuff. I think they even got animation over there. It's a mom and a, and a daughter who, uh, you know, who, um, who, who create this stuff. Very beautiful artwork. The artwork kind of puts me in mind. You guys remember Little Bill? Remember that like uh, I guess it was a cartoon animation series back in the day. Little little bitty black boy named Bill, and there are the young ladies. She has a variety of styles, but it puts me in mind. That's the feeling, the vibe I get. Little Bill. All right, now um, then these are oh, now there. This isn't a comic, but it's like a kids book. But I bought it, and I it deserves uh, attention. Uh, uh, Jaden Toussaint, the greatest, and I'm gonna go to my Kindle thing real quick, and uh, it's so beautiful. Um, so basically, a little a little black boy, very smart, uh, solves mysteries, and uh, so it's by uh, Marty Dumas, D U M A S. Uh, get it on Amazon, and uh, yeah, so he just solves mysteries and so forth. The one I'm looking at now is uh, let me see, can I make open up? Anyway, episode three, I can't read it. Oh, there it is, Muffin Wars. Oh, that's cute. So, Jaden Toussaint, The Greatest Muffin Wars, written by Marty Dumas, illustrated by Stephanie uh, Parkas. So, yeah, so um, that's the book I'd recommend. All right, moving on. Uh, now, I've rev everything I'm um, telling you about, I've bought. So, obviously, there's stuff, you know, I haven't bought everything. So, this is just an introduction to what's happening out there in terms of black arts renaissance, okay? And just don't think that Black Panther came out of the blue. There was already a fertile soil that, you know, Marvel was able to take advantage of. Because remember, you know, the Black Panther uh, comic book, I mean, wasn't really, really popping like that. 
you follow me? But it was all these black nerds who spend money, you, you follow me? And, of course, whatever black people do, and I think um, uh, the brother from my milestone told me, you know, black culture is pop culture worldwide. So, you know, they, they kind of, you know, leaders of the trend. All right, so there's a couple more comics that I would say like a middle school kind of vibe, only because the humor may be just a bit more sophisticated. Um, this is uh, Warp Zone. Uh, Warp Zone is a book by uh, Ted Lange, the fourth. So Warp Zone is kind of like, for lack of a better word, it's like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with a hoodie. You can go over to rosariumpublishing.com. Just look up Warp Zone. It's a comic book. I believe uh, right now you just you just have issue one, but I know the brothers working issue two. You can get it in print, and you can get the ebook. I believe. So uh, all right, so I would say middle school. And so if I say Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, how many amateur school kids is going to find that interesting? You follow me? So I would say middle school. Um, there's another uh, comic book uh, by a brother named Vince White. Um, his the comic book is called Willpower. So uh, I did a review on it. Uh, most of these things, you can go to my YouTube channel, uh, Jonathan Soul, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L, and, uh, and you can see, like me, you know, screenshots and me talking a whole bit. But Willpower, basically, his father was a scientist. <clears throat> William was a, uh, you know, star athlete, football or whatever. Uh, he's doing an experiment, you know, density, thingamabob, and oh, snap. The lab, something happened in the lab. Get into the chamber, son. Gets into the chamber, something, boosh, something happened. He wakes up, you know, I think a century later or something, a long time ago later. His father is a distant memory, and but his father's corporation is still around. And so, you know, they protected him. And long story short, William, now Will, uh, is the densest creature in the universe. And, and I, I, I won't go all in the detail, but he is the densest. That means he's super strong, super durable. You know, he can look. And since he's the densest, everything else is, like, less dense. It's like he can see through stuff. You, you follow me? And so, you know, by nature, he's a superhero, you know, and this vibration and everything. So he has a whole series of books. I think I bought, like, the first seven or something. But there's more. So that's something the art style is brilliant and uh, kind of like an old school, like a 80s, you know, kind of style that Vince has with things beautiful. And uh, Vince uh, was hooking up with other comic book creators, uh, not just um, like not just African-Americans, but a whole bunch. Of, and so he did this series called um, The Powers That Be. And so he's so you guys might not know it. So if you listen to my show, you know. There's like a heavy indie comic scene out there, not just amongst black people, but everybody's doing it. And so uh, Vince is reaching out to all types of folks. And what he does, you know, he takes the multi-universe approach. So you have this Spanish character, maybe he's from universe, what he calls it, a, a dimension. So they call it Dem 37 or something like that, Dem 5 or whatever. So all these different, you know, superheroes, and they kind of come together to fight this multi uh, you know, versal threat. So the powers that be is supposed to be part of a series. All right, uh, almost done uh, with the scratching the surface for books for kids in elementary school. And then uh, XO, 
So uh, EXO, sorry. EXO is, I believe it's like a Nigerian uh, comic. It's kind of like, um, I guess like a Nigerian or African version of like Iron Man. That's the way I see it. He has a, it's a, it's a tight fitting suit, but it's, you know, like mechanized and it has different abilities and stuff. And then he finally fights crime and, uh, you know, in Africa. And uh, speaking of Africa, um, there is two sites that you should be aware of, and I'll give out sites as well. Um, the one site is the Comic Republic. Um, the Comic Republic, the Comic Republic, okay. So the Comic Republic is a website uh, based out of West Africa, Nigeria, I believe, and you can read all of these wonderful African comics for free. I asked him, man, how you pull that off, baby? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I interviewed uh, some of the brothers over there. But the artwork is amazing. And the thing that I enjoy the most is that they make African comics. They're not trying to make American comics with seasoned with some, 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 serve with some, you know what I mean? African, you know, no, they're making African comics. And you'll see a variety of different art styles there. You'll see some uh, more serious content. You'll see some more lighthearted, bangs at pow type content. You know, some fantasy, some superhero stuff, um, uh, some uh, like uh, scary uh, stuff. And I've uh, reviewed this one particular one called Uru, E-R-U, kind of like a scary, ghostly, a ghost of vengeance kind of uh, character. So, um, yeah, go over there and check it out. I, me as a parent, I always check the shit out first before I introduce my kid to it, even if it's a teen kind of a thing. That's just me. So uh, so the Comic Republic, thecomicrepublic.com. And, uh, and then you can see all these books. You can just pull up on your phone for free. They even let you download them and everything. And they're full-fledged comics. They're all digital. No print, I, I believe. And uh, the biggest character over there is Guardian Prime. So Guardian Prime is like the Nigerian Superman, I believe. I think it's Nigeria. I don't think it's got any. But um, beautiful artwork, beautiful stories over there. Okay, boom. All right, so now let me keep going. So now we're going to go into high school. High school. So these are books, again, every book I'm telling you about, I've already bought, read through it a whole bit. <clears throat> high school, my thought is now you're a teenager, you're a little more sophisticated. So if you see, you know, you know some violence, like somebody's getting shot with a laser and dies, or something like that, um, it won't freak you out. You know, if, if a girl got a little tight-fitting costume, you know what I mean? You're not going to spend all day and not go play basketball anymore. You're not going to stay all day in the house, in your room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this is my thought. So, uh, and these are suggestions, just scratching. Just scratching the surface because there's a ton of content out there. Okay, Purge. Um, uh, Purge is a, uh, is a comic. Uh, he's kind of like uh, a futuristic... Some I would say, have you guys ever heard of Alpha Flight? Say, Alpha Flight? What kind of nerdy shit is that? Alpha Flight is like the Canadian, it's Marvel, a Marvel superhero group. And I believe it's like the, uh, the Canadian version of the Avengers. I don't think it's like X-Men. And there was one guy named, uh, shit, was it Guardian? Oh, I think it's Guardian. Basically, he had a skin-tight suit. But the suit had all kinds of mechanisms in it, force fields and blasts and jets and everything. So Purge is kind of like that, except Purge is an African-American character 
um, who's a like a philanthropist, businessman, wealthy man. So it's almost like a a black uh, Elon Musk kind of a character. Uh, in New Salem, North Carolina. That's why I love it because I'm from North Carolina. You know what I mean? All he, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of a thing. And uh, so New Salem. And so um, you know, I say high school because when you buy the book, when you buy uh, the Purge comic, which you can get from kid-comics.com. And forgive me if I didn't give you guys all of the places where you can get these books. I'll uh, I'll uh, try to give it to you at the end, and then I'll post in links, you know, on SoundCloud and my website. Um, you know, as I post it. So uh, anyway, so Purge uh, by day, philanthropist, city planner, this, that, and the third, you know, super IT. And uh, and then by night or whatever day, whatever, he has his suit on, his battle suit, this spaceship that he's flying around the city and chasing these bad guys who also have high technology. And so um, the thing I love about Purge, now Purge actually is kind of like a high school uh, a college kind of comic because Roosevelt Pitt, who created the character back during the same period as like Brother Mac from the 80s and he's re he ramped the character, he puts all kinds of little stuff in his book that an adult would appreciate. Like if you're very well read and you're up on current events, then you will really appreciate Purge. Now Purge is still bangs that pile. I'm a good guy. You're a bad guy. I'm going to bring you in kind of a vibration, but he has a more um, sophisticated uh, themes in his stories. And part of Purge is also part of another comic book series that uh, has came out called Blackout. And Blackout, I believe you can get on IndiePlanet.us or IndiePlanet.com. Indy, N-I-N-D-Y Planet. Apple, uh, 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 let me stop. Uh, <laughs> IndiePlanet.com. And uh, so the Purge characters in that book, along with two other uh, black uh, superheroes. And um, and so you can uh, you can check that out. So basically with Blackout, which is, if you go to my YouTube channel, I interviewed the brothers and they were doing a Kickstarter. It's like wonderful. You know, again, that's like a universal, multiversal time distortion threat and Purge and... Uh, uh, the Brother, which is a wonderful time-traveling character created by uh, uh, Jay Kelly, uh, who's also been on my show a couple times, um, they're kind of pairing together to fight this threat. Uh, another uh, comic book character I think is very groovy is from a brother named Danny Quick. Uh, and it's called Ace Blade. Uh, I believe his brother's from North Kakalak. And uh, basically, he's like the Las Vegas ninja. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's so it's so 80s, man. Uh, you know, you know, convicted for a crime he didn't commit. <laughs> you know, what I mean? he got go underground and all that kind of stuff. So he's chasing these bad guys and everything, and, and it has some vengeance mixed in there. A lot of martial arts, a lot of fighting, and um, I believe you go to Fourth. I think it's Fourth Wall Productions. Let me just uh, pull up right quick. So FourthWallPros.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth, so the number four th wall pros dot com, and then you can get Ace Blade, and he's also uh, promoting a, another a creator uh, who's put out this book called Lumberjacks with an X, and uh, that's a whole another thing. I have a, I have a review that I've I've written, I've done probably four times. That I have not uploaded, just because uh, I don't know. I'm gonna blame it on the schools. 
And uh, but you can go to <laughs> you can go to uh, uh, Fourth Wall Pros and you can actually get number one of Lumberjack. Oh wow, he has a, a black uh, a manga called uh, Black Scorpion. He has a lot of work on here. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Fourth Wall Pros. And also, I'm supposed to be getting my daggone uh, book on the Kickstarter. I got to holler at my man's in there, my 100-page Ace Blade book. I got, I got to get that. Okay, I got to holler at my man's in them. Got to talk to Mr. Quick. But, yeah, so uh, so that's definitely a book. A lot of fighting in there. Um, that book is more like a daredevil-ish kind of vibe, you know, in terms of, in terms of writing. Um, so, <clears throat> moving on. There's another... Uh, I told I told you guys about uh, kid-comics.com. So on that site, there's a whole bunch of titles. One of the titles is Power Knights. So when I think of Power Knights, I'm thinking of like, uh, what's that group that um, that the X Men related to, and they had like that crystal, and the lady had the weird triangle hair, and all them people remember that, like the Afghani crystal, whatever. So imagine them. So basically. You know, galaxy far away, there was this mad king. He had these warriors that he sent to different planets to kick ass and take names. And so, for whatever reason, these warriors um, ended up on Earth. And because they look human, they've been kind of playing human low-key. But, you know, one of their number is not content with just being a regular human life, and he's trying to start some some foolishness. And so there's, um, you know, all of this... Uh, you know, kind of, you know, there's some fighting in it, superpowers, you know. I would say that uh, Power Knights has the most interesting character designs of, uh, not the best, I'll, I'll never say anybody's the best, the most interesting variety of character designs of all the comics that I reviewed. Uh, you know, and, and the thing about it, um, uh, the brother whose name uh, will come to me at some point, he has that kind of uh, 90s, I'm going to say like a like a half of a Todd McFarlane. Remember the brother who drew Spawn and, and Spider-Man? Spider-Man had all those little little spunny things in his web. He kind of, it's like a half of that. It's like a it's like a half of that. And so uh and so yeah, so Power Knights is very heavy um you know, so basically some of these aliens are <clears throat> some of them look human, some of them don't. And um, it's a lot of city life, a lot of urban, you know, kind of vibrations. So that's a very interesting comic to read. I got one, two. I got to get three. I think three is out now. And that is other books on that on that website that you can avail yourself to. Okay. Um, now, of course, nowadays manga is the thing. I'm interviewing people who never bought a comic, and so when they go to create their, you know, sequential fictional whatever they do manga who'd have thought <laughs> you know I'm like oh well, okay you know and now that i think about it my son never bought a comic god damn all he bought was naruto and i still got his naruto books damn i didn't think about that damn you millennials but anyway so uh, so of course if you guys go to saturday a.m right so i think it's saturday hyphen a.m hold on for a second saturday yeah, Saturday hyphen AM. There's a brother over there, um, a brother, brother, sister, who um, they came up with this whole, uh, you know, platform of manga from uh, people from all over the world. So, you know, they got a couple of heavy hitters over there. I've interviewed um, three of them. 
Uh, one of them is a, 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 Niger a young Nigerian brother um, who came up with a book called uh, Apple Black. And, uh, you know, like, you know, some kind of inherited or some kind of, you know, superpowers. He got to go to school and he's learning how to use his powers, that kind of thing. So uh, I interviewed him. I interviewed uh, uh, Frederick uh, Jones, the brother who kind of, you know, helped start the whole thing. He was in the manga Heavy. Um, and there's a sister over there that I interviewed. If you go to JonathanSoul.com or you go to SoundCloud, look up Jonathan Soul uh, or iTunes, Jonathan Soul. And look up Saturday AM or just look up Manga, uh, you know, in my little feed, you'll you'll see the interview. And uh, yeah, yeah, Manga's is really being heavily represented. And so you can find all kinds of Manga. Now with him, his whole thing is, you know, diversity is important. Diversity means having, uh, you know, people from all over the planet do Manga. Gives you a, a greater variety of stories and uh, characters and perspectives. That's his whole bit. So over there, it's not like black comics per se. It's, it's not that at all. It's, you know, there are black people who do manga, but it's maybe not necessarily, but it's not about a black character. And some people, you know, that's, that's they're into that kind of a thing. As a matter of fact, um, I got one book over here. It's in my collection someplace. And, you know, it has it's a couple of characters. No, no black people in it at all. But they're black creators, and so that's fine. I mean, not everybody's gonna gonna do that. So, uh, so yeah. So if you go to the Saturday-AM.com, you can get the digital books. There's like a membership over there where if you buy a membership every month, you get like this kind of like email newsletter, and there are PDF attachments, and then you can read uh, their manga, and and some of their heaviest hitters, um, you can buy their books on Amazon. So, uh, so yeah, so, so manga's heavy. So, uh, let's see here. So I told you about, uh, Saturday AM, uh, I said high school, but you know, some, some of their titles, uh, I think you can do elementary school. There was one book <clears throat> in particular, it was these guys went to this, this planet or something, Island or whatever. This little black girl came up on them. She pulled out a gun. He was like, wait a minute. Don't do a little shoot. She shot. And then a coffee mug came out and hit him in the shin. I was like, the hell? <laughs> he shot him again. Some other random thing came out. It was the coolest stuff ever. So, yeah, so go over to Saturday AM. Support the folks over there. All right, so high school. <clears throat> now, I will put this in the adult category only because it's so goddamn sophisticated. But um, a kid can, can dig it, a high school kid. Valmar. All right, so Valmar. So two words, Valmar. And uh, so basically, so how does describe Valmar? Let me think. Uh, let me see. Damn. Okay, so Valmar is created and written and drawn by Gray Williamson. Gray, uh, G-R-E-Y Williamson. And uh, long story short, how you describe it? Damn. All right. Uh it's like a dreamy kind of elseworld kind of vibration. Is that clear enough for you? Okay, no. All right, let me think. Damn, how did I grab it? Uh, this is getting to be a long podcast. I thought I was going to do this in 15 minutes. I was talking about dyslexia, wasn't I? So long story short, it's the most beautiful fucking art I've ever seen in comics. Period. 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 <laughs> I'm just telling you. Uh, dreamy... You know, it's not, he's not writing poetry, writing in prose. 
but it's just it's dreamy. It's big people fighting each other, arrows, beautiful women. You know, just get the just get the book. Period. 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 All right, moving along. Val Mar, uh, Val hyphen Mar, V A L dash Mar M A R by Gray Williamson. All right, <clears throat> now this is a book that makes me happy. All of them do, but this book in particular. Uh, to uh, a, a husband and wife couple, uh, husband and wife couple from uh, Trinidad and Tobago. I was teasing my dentist. I was like, um, "How come it's Trinidad and Tobago?" Are y'all the only people in the cell flux? Are y'all the only people in the Caribbean who, who, who got that hyphen and everything? So that, that wasn't very funny to her. I don't know why. But anyway, so if you can imagine a Justice League, right? But, nah, it's not, it's not. Okay, do you guys remember the, the Legion of Superheroes? You know, it's like a comic book that kind of was a spinoff of Superboy back in the day. So the Legion of Superheroes is, they got this, this League of Heroes, but... Everybody's from like a different planet, right? So imagine that, but everybody's from one planet, but they're from different cultures. So um, the thing I love about Self-Flux is um, my man, whose name is coming to me. See, remember I told you guys I never forget faces, but names is, is something. So, uh, so the name is coming to me. It'll come to me. And, and by the way, I've interviewed them. Uh, I've interviewed them uh, on my show. I had the pleasure of interviewing them on my show. Um, so anyway, the husband and wife, so they uh, they created these beautiful characters, very sophisticated. Each of them had powers based on like, so one guy, he's like based on like a Vietnamese kind of costume design. Another person is a more, you know, uh, sophisticated upper class. Another one is like this African priestess and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, the artist, uh, so the, the, the husband and wife couple, uh, the, the husband is Everard and um, the wife is Dixie Ann. And uh, Everard was, uh, was, on my, uh, was on my show. And uh, they created, um, and the names, oh my God, the names don't come to me. But yeah, so, so basically uh, <laughs> they, uh, they created a very sophisticated, and I say sophisticated because he didn't make the women's costumes do too sexy but he made them very feminine and elegant and out of i see a lot of books and some artists go for that sexy you know look like demon blade is 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 like uh what's it buffy the body it's like maverick take buffy the vampire slayer but give her buffy the body that's what demon blade is so i put that in like the high school adult version but but uh, Everard he he gave it he gave it some class real sophistication, and so uh, it's it's a sci-fi book it's fantasy some you know otherworldly threat or, or some kind of planetary threat, and all these different cultures have their own champion right their own superpowered hero like a sheriff, and they send them to this place and they're supposed to kind of like be a council to kind of like uh, you know like a, like a security council kind of vibe, and so um, what they have to do is they have to, um, you know, keep the peace planet-wide. But here's the thing that's so beautiful about uh, Ever, uh, Everard. Not only did this brother teach himself how to draw, because he's been since he was a kid, he also taught himself how to animate. And so they have a little animated short 
And if you go to YouTube and look up Selflux, um, if you go to my website, if you go to selflux.com, uh, C-E-L-F-L-U-X.com, you'll see like little teasers. I mean, with, with professional voice actors, he kind of put the call out and people were like, was really like falling over to volunteer for this project. And so it has a very cosmopolitan, you know, so most of the stuff I review, I love that kind of like pro-black, you know, kind of vibration. This is a more cosmopolitan kind of we are the world kind of vibe, which is fine. And, uh, and the story is very uh, beautiful. Um, the people are very elegant. And I'm trying to put, it's, it's, I would say it's a more, uh, uh, I don't know how to explain. It's just, it's just an elegant bangs at pow kind of book. And uh, when you look at the characters, I would say next to Power Knights, this is the most, um, beautiful character designs I've come across. Most of the time when I think character designs, you can't just be one dude or one girl. It has to be a, 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 a selection. And so there's several different characters. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So yeah, so all of these characters are very beautifully drawn. So, all right, so I've lingered enough, enough on that. And again, this is the high school Void Beast. Void Beast is a manga. I love it. I don't know. For some reason, this reminds my son. Uh, just imagine a, a werewolf who can create black holes. You're like, what the random? Yo, this shit is bumping up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like a bumping book. So uh, Void Beast, man, I'm telling you, if you like manga, uh, Void Beast is, is, is the stuff. I don't want to cuss too much because I don't know if kids are watching. But, um, yeah, so, so what did I get Void Beast from? Uh, just, just bear with me as I look it up. Um, so I believe if you go to voidbeast.com, V O I D B E A, uh, S T.com, you can find the book and, uh, yeah, so it's a manga book. So it has a manga style. And, uh, if you got a kid who draws, see, I, I, got, I wish I could, I wish I had a, a I wish I could interview people without cussing. I can, I probably can. So I can. But I really get into it with the artists about, and the writers about, well, how you pick your artists? Because a lot of these people, they don't draw. It is not professionally. So they have to go find an artist. And so, you know, if you've got a kid who is interested in creating a comic, and he says, well, I don't draw, that doesn't mean, that don't mean, that don't mean shit. Oops. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you can, you can find a, a buddy or somebody online to draw. So yeah, so voidbeast.com is where to get the, uh, that one it's a very fun book bangs that pow um let's not forget the old the old school boondocks if you can find the boondocks um books like the collected newspaper uh, cartoons before uncle ruckus those are classics i got both i got two of them and uh yeah those are classics okay real quick uh pb soldier so pb soldier um it's, it's created by a brother who actually is an educator, uh, engineer background. Uh, I think he's a. I think he's like an administrator. I don't think he's a teacher anymore. But um, so he's kind of bringing like the science, technology, engineering kind of vibration to his comic, and so he's getting a lot of. Uh, he's getting a lot of um, notoriety on uh, on um, like uh, social media and stuff. He's been on my show, of course, and uh, 
really wonderful conversation with the brother. And uh, of course, I'm trying to find the PB. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even see it on my little. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Anyway, all right, moving right along. But yeah, PB Soldier, uh, definitely check it out. Some of these books, um, uh, you can get on Comicsology, which is like uh, it's Amazon's comic book store for electronic uh, comics. Um, some of these comics you can get on uh, um, the first black comic site I was aware of was is called um, peepgamecomics.com. <laughs> I love that, right? Peepgamecomics with an X.com. So, uh, so you can find some of these books over there. And uh, here's a, the thing I'm thinking about. It. I'm a father. I have, uh, you know, son, daughters. So I don't, I'm not recommending any books to children that have like, like graphic images like there's comics I've re I reviewed to have in one of the pages the lynching scene right you don't see the people maybe you just see the feet dangling I would never show that to a kid never 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 those books are for adults I don't even like to watch it you know what I mean but you know you can't throw out a book because of one scene but I'm just saying so when I when I pick these books I try to be cognizant but you got to do your own research you're the parent or whatever but again I'm giving you all of this uh, information so you can say, you know what? He's not reading or she's not reading. I think it hurts boys, his boys more than girls. Let me buy him some comics. Now, what the National Health Service in England recommend is that you sit down and read with the kid. Now, I, I do that. I mean, you know, I used to read to him when he was in the womb. I don't know if it helped. But, yeah, you... you there's no substitute for what I call lap time. Sitting down with your kid and reading. There is no substitute. I know some of us work a lot of hours and everything. But uh, you know how they say, like, uh, you know, eating healthy is expensive, but, you know, it's, it's going to be more expensive later if you got a lot of bad health problems. Not spending time with your kid. You know what I mean? You know, you're, you, you follow me what I'm saying? It's like, if you don't do it, then somebody else will. And uh, okay, you don't understand. I don't know who 21 Savage is. I know he got arrested or whatever they about to do. But I can sit down and read with my kid, though. You know what I mean? I don't know the latest and this, that, and the third. But I can read with the kid. When you read with the kid, you get, you, you're doing two, three things. One, um... You know, you, you're showing them that you, you care about them. When you spend time with a kid, you're subtly telling the kid you are important. I'm stopping every fucking thing I'm doing to spend time with you, little person. You're important to me. That communicates in a way better than I love you as you out the door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Boo, I love you, bye. Or buying them stuff that they don't fucking need. Here's another Xbox. Get out of my face. But sitting down and reading with the kid is very important. Uh, two, you know, the whole dyslexia piece, forcing them to read out loud. You know, don't hit them in the head if they start on a word. Just, you know, just work with them. Come on, relax. Read it in your head first, then read it. Maybe you can get that rhythm where you're three words ahead, whatever, the, you know, whatever the technique kind of a thing. Uh, and then three, you know, they're seeing black characters written by black people doing heroic stuff. When you buy uh, comic books from white companies, 
they're written sometimes they're written by white people or, or other type of people or black people under you know duress <laughs> you know what i mean you know they got white editors and so you're not gonna they're not gonna be like the prime mover they're gonna be a sidekick they're gonna be handicapped in some way or they're gonna behave in a non-black way when you buy these black comics i'm recommending you're reinforcing the best of black culture african-american culture or caribbean culture whatever kind of a thing there's so many books I forgot. Like in this high school, Black Sun, BlackSun.com, uh, by a brother uh, Kelvin in uh, Canada. That's another dope book. That's one. I think that's the first person I reached out to when I started podcasting my comics. You know, he doesn't even draw, but he has a computer program that he can build his characters off of, and then he, you know, he he creates his comics that way. What if you got a kid who doesn't draw? You know, you may be able to hook them up with this kind of a thing. So when you uh, go to my website or go to my YouTube channel, you'll see all these reviews. All right, so I'm winding down. There's so many. If I haven't mentioned you as a creator, don't feel bad. Like, how long? Like, ask yourself, how long does this podcast have to be for Jonathan mentions everybody? You follow me? Yeah, so. All right, the Indigo Society is the one by a young brother. Um, you know, Indigo Children, children born with special abilities. He kind of does his own spin on, on it. It's a manga. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, uh, Evian Rising is more like a novel. They got an audio book now, graphic novel. Um, Super Heroine, you know, a woman uh, trying to revenge, I think, her father or a teacher or something. You know, psychic powers, uh, you know, power-up spells, that kind of thing. Um, Johansi. Um, one of the most beautiful comics uh, I've seen. Uh, if you go to MidasMonkey.com, uh, Midas Monkey with two E's, I believe. Um, it's, it's like a, it's like a African Han Solo. That's the best I can tell you. All right, so adult. Now I say adult because uh, it may be some, maybe some nudity, maybe like a breast pop out or something, a little nipple or whatever. Maybe. Uh, I mean, super tight clothes, maybe somebody may get stabbed in the heart or something, these kind of things. Or maybe the story just might be too sophisticated for a kid to, to dig. You follow me? All right, Trill League. Now, Trill League, imagine a blue version of the Boondocks, but they're spoofing the Justice League. So the Boondocks, everybody knows the Boondocks, Aaron Magruder, everything, right? So, uh, so a, when I say a blue version... The, for the young people, blue means uh, like a little uh, crude humor kind of a thing at times. Not all the time, but at times. So basically, uh, the brother, and, and so it's going gonna, it's gonna to come to me in a second as I look his book up. So long story short, right? Uh, this young brother, uh, he, he did like a, like a Robin character called Sparrow. Uh, put that picture up on uh, Facebook, I guess, at some point. I think this is the way the story goes, and then people went crazy, and so um, you know he he did built the whole you know story behind it or whatever. Uh, the young man's name, and I have to get him on my show. Uh, the young man's name will come to me as I look it up on uh, on my Kindle. But yeah, so so he spoofs like uh, Naruto, and he spoofs uh, the Justice League, and he spoofs all kinds of. Uh, uh, superhero internet culture kind of a thing uh anthony piper anthony piper is the brother and uh yeah so uh so definitely cop this book um 
my son, I told you, don't read comics. He's in the manga. Uh, but he said, Father, I would get this. I got him a copy. I think I ended up giving it to his uncle. But, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so the tr- the True League is the only book in this collection that had me laughing out loud. I mean, laughing out loud. Some of the stuff and everything. And uh, all right, so, so the pack, um, again, MidasMonkey.com. Uh, so uh, Ancient Egypt, uh, Nubians, uh, werewolves, uh, kind of a thing. Uh, very interesting. So, so the art is uh, is kind of um, uh, rustic. Is that all right? Yeah, rustic and a uh, little, little uh, muted, you know, dark kind of thing, twilight kind of vibration. And there may be some killing in there, some people getting ripped up, I think. I haven't looked at it in a while. But I remember it being a more mature book, but I loved it. I mean, I really loved it. And it's a whole series. You go to Midas Monkey, it's several titles. He has a whole world uh, that he's building over there. Um, moving right along, Day Black. Day Black is my favorite among the adult books. Is there a little humor in there? Sure. But the art and the minimalist story, yeah, I just love it. It's like, uh, I, just, I just love it. So what is it? So, uh, African person in the slavery days gets bit by a vampire. So, you know, he lives a long time. So now in the modern era, he's a tattoo artist in this town in Georgia called Georgia, right? Yeah, I think Georgia called day black. It's called day black because there used to be a factory there and it puffed up smoke and it blotted out the sun. And so it's still this, this like, it's still, uh, overcast. And so he can walk out during the day because it's overcast, no sun. So they call it day black. And so he just, now this vampire is cool as shit. Character design was based off, I believe, most deaf. And uh, the brother, uh, Keith Cross, I believe he's a tattoo artist himself. Um, he just created this cool character and his credible artwork. Okay, you know that song um, by... Uh, CeeLo Green, crazy. When I, if you were to take crazy and put it in a comic book, that's day black. That's feeling that vibe, everything. You know what I mean? And so, uh, so basically, so you got a vampire who tattoos people. So you say, well, wait a minute, he's a vampire. How does he get his blood? Oh. Well, don't you just have to get the book? So you can get the book, the print on Amazon. You can get the digital from uh used to kick well you definitely can get it from keithcross.com yeah definitely get it from keithcross.com that's where I, I bought some stuff from and uh and uh, oh man oh man so starts out with him and then the other characters there's a point in the story where the vampire hunters come into town and and the, his take on the vampire hunters is so fucking hilarious and crazy and dope that it's like god damn this guy got a sense of humor so you definitely got it and, and i say it's adult because you can see some titties you know what i mean every now and then little nipples or whatever you know you know it's, it's not like you see screwing it's not like that but some, you know some graphic violence oh my gosh you know you know what i mean so that's why i say this is the college adult version but i got all his books oh fuck i got all his books and uh the wonderful thing is he's looking up with avaloy studios another brother i believe down in georgia and uh, they're working on animation. Oh, can't wait for that to come out. All right, another book. Uh, this is on kid-comics.com by C.R. Ward. The book is called Vegas Baby. All right, so Vegas Baby, my take on it is, 
Well, first, let me tell you, Vegas Baby is this guy with this this pink glove. And uh, it has a, it's like this glove, he's able to summon, uh, you know, like uh, manifest these, whatever devices he needs. So guns and swords and things like that. And uh, he's a, you know, built guy. So imagine, um, imagine Michael Clark Duncan, who is like a fixer in Vegas. So Michael Clark Duncan, who's a fixer in Vegas, and he has his magic glove. He'll bust in a place. His his magic pink glove will manifest guns. Pow, 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 pow. Everybody get down. Pow, pow, pow. He'll go and get the person and solve the problem or whatever. He can take a punch. He can dish out punches. And um, that's in the adult category because, you know, sometimes there's some serious violence. Sometimes there's little titties pop out or whatever and different things like that. Okay, move it. And you can get that at kid-comics.com. All right, uh, the maroon. Dun, 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 dun. Now, I think other than Brother Man, I bought the most issues out of maroon. Um, so the maroon is adult because there's some tastefully done, like one tastefully done sex scene, just a guy on top of a girl. You don't see nothing, you know. You'll see some titties pop out every now and then. But basically, um, it's a brother in the 1870s, I think 1800s, who escaped from the South because of a crime he didn't commit, one of those type of deals. So he's getting a crime to commit. The slave catches are trying to chase him. He's killing his way to freedom. And uh, he's meeting mythical creatures in the woods as he travels from like the South to the North. So he's going through the woods and everything, the different people. He's meeting uh, people who may be based on historical figures. And, uh, and so the brother who uh, created the Maroon, um, you know, I told him, I said, you know, I think black people need like a heavy metal magazine kind of vibe where you got good stories and a little bit of skin. And he was like, that was one of his inspirations uh, for the Maroon. And so um, I'm going to bring up things. So Derek Lipscomb, Lipscomb is the writer, drawer, everything of this series. And it's really, really good. And the wonderful thing about it, he, he ends every, every blankety-blank comic on a cliffhanger. And so it stressed me the fuck out. But man, did I love this series. I got to finish. Uh, I got all the, I think I got up to seven. I, got, I think he's up to 11 now, so I got I to gotta get back on it. Demon Blade. Demon Blade is a uh, comic, basically like I told you, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But just imagine Buffy the Body as a character. And uh, that's what you got. And uh, you can go to my uh, website uh, or you can go to YouTube and see my review of it. Um, same thing with Black uh, Jack. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex, uh, oh my goodness. There we go. Alex Simmons. So Alex Simmons. So basically, this is a soldier of fortune in the early 1900s. A brother traveling around Europe, getting involved in little mysteries and stuff and solving them. And people hire him to solve problems. And it's almost like uh, MacGyver in some ways or 18 but it's one guy and uh the artwork is great and uh and then uh the, the copy i got is uh alex simmons uh blackjack there came uh a deer hunter so that was has like three stories in it very very good and again because of the history component a little dark in some places i think uh, college kids uh, and, and, and adults will like it and the last is um 
I would say maybe high school, going up to college, uh, the Niobe series. Niobe, she is life. Niobe, she is death. You can go to Stranger Comics over there and check it out. You know the little girl who was on, uh, I never seen the movie because my kids said that the black girl got killed horribly. But the, the actress who played the black girl in Hunger Games, well, she's involved in this project. And a beautiful uh, young lady who I interviewed is also the artist. Uh, let me go to Stranger Comics. And uh, so anyway, and so the brother over there, Stranger Comics, yada, yada, came out with this book, uh, Elf Girl, uh, you know, estranged from her elf king father, traveling this elf world with orcs and, uh, you know, different other creatures, I guess humans and, I don't know, goblins and elves, I don't know, that kind of thing. But she's traveling, and so it's like a like a self-discovery kind of vibration, and uh, kind of has a Conan the Barbarian, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, uh, kind of vibration. But the artwork is gorgeous, and um, and uh, the story's nice, and it's something I think little girls would really dig, because um, you know the the heroine is a you know little little black elf girl and everything, and uh, and so I think y'all are really dig it. So um, I would say definitely for the girls, uh, Niobe, uh, She Is Life. And when you just go over Stranger Comics, they partnered up with some manga people. And like my favorite anime movie is the second Vampire D movie. The, the first one is, yeah, yeah. But the, first, the second one, oh my God, I must have watched that 50 times. So they actually came out with it. They bought the rights and it came out with a comic. And so uh, I got I to gotta get that one. I got to put that on my shopping list. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, so, they, uh, so they're doing some big things over there. But if you go to uh, StrangerComics.com and then you go to uh, Shop, you can see all of the comics they have. They have a lot of, like, uh, Conan the Barbarian kind of Lord of the Rings kind of vibe over there with, you know, big swords and axes and, you know, and, elves and all that kind of stuff and uh and so uh so yeah so you definitely dig the stories and artwork so i've kept y'all long enough it's like an hour and a half when i figured i could do this in 15 20 minutes um but that gives you a sense so you'll say well damn i can't write that fast i got dyslexia how can i get all the links <laughs> if you go to jonathansoul.com beneath this i put all the links to each book and uh, there are other books I wanted to mention, but to be perfectly frank, you can't hardly find them no more. You know, we're living in the, you know, every, like, when you talk about Marvel in D.C., they talk about, like, the the Silver Age and the Golden Age and all them kind of ages. We're in the one-shot age of black comics. We're coming out of it. That's why I'm so happy when I see something like Maroon, where he's up to, like, issue number, like, I don't know, like, uh, 11 or so because you know we that's something we have to mature out of and that is uh you know on the part of the audience to support the artists and on the artists to keep producing the content because a lot of these folks they do a book and they immediately want to jump to an animation which is cool but what about the people who want the physical books like i want to pass these on to my kids my grandkids rather you know my kids not in the you know so yeah so so um if your kid has dyslexia they're going to need to read, and they're going to need to read a lot. And they're going to need you to read with them. Now, you know, if you if your child is acting up in school or whatever, sometimes, you know, kids behave that way because 
you know, they need attention or because they're trying to cover up some behavior that they're ashamed of. It may be because they're having difficulty reading. Just see if they, and, and, you know, you handle your diagnosis the way you want. These kids want to hit, fill your kids up with drugs and all kind of shit. Don't let them do it, you know, but it's not dyslexia from my perspective. And I, I'm pretty sure I, I got, I got a strong. It's not a learning disability. You just learn a different way. It's like being left-handed. That's the best I can tell you. That's the best I can tell you. You know, did, did I did I do well in, in calculus when I was in school? Oh, hell fucking no. You know what I mean? But I was reading at higher levels. You know, I was writing pretty good. You know, I'm figuring out some stuff, like I told you now, that if you ask me, I'm not saying I'm great at it, but I'm good enough. So it's not, it's not a learning disability it's just you learning differently you know people got the audio and the tactile and the visual with dyslexia it's just that extra shit the extra component your kids reading comprehension and all the kind of stuff will get better with practice and it's easier to read with beautiful colors and bangs at pow and short little word bubbles than a big page of gray text that can be intimidating for somebody but comic books are wonderful in that they break it up. They break up great text. Like if you see the script of the comic, it's all gray. But they break it up in little manageable word bubbles. And it's enjoyable. And when you're reading the comics, not like you're reading newspaper. It's not like a chore. It's like you're really reading. And then ask them the reading comprehension is fun because oh, you're talking about superheroes as opposed to see tick run. All right. So that's it. Love you guys. Hope your dreams come true. If your kids are having challenges, you might not even know. Maybe just sit your kid down or your niece or nephew. Say, hey, read this. Here, read this newspaper. Here, read this newspaper from 19, from, from 2009. And if they, if they oh, uh, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Then they might have a challenge. They might have a problem. So, uh, you know, and that's going to hurt them because one of the first ways you gather a skill is, you know, a lot of times by reading. So it's not a, it's not a huge deal in my opinion. If they just, you know, through repetition and practice, through reading comics, I feel like your kids or even you as an adult can overcome dyslexia. All right. Jonathan Soul, JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L. Jonathan Soul on Twitter, Jonathan Soul on SoundCloud, Jonathan Soul on Instagram. And I, all right. Love you guys. Hope our dreams come true.